0: Infamy, infamy, they all want an FAQ from me.
1: Fortified niche. Hello everyone. This is Fortified Niche returning from a Semi-long hiatus uh, to record the cursed 20th episode, uh, which I hear is the stumbling, blo- stumbling block for many uh, podcasts. And uh, my name is JC Dent, I'm the uh, host, and here's the other host, Casa.
0: Hello, how are you? Um, I'm glad to see that you are still upright after you're vanishing into the woods for a week, that was exciting.
1: Uh, yeah, that's, this is what happens when you don't listen to your parents, when they tell you not to trust skinwalkers. And I'm like, hey, you know, uh, the horror is only skin deep or something. But no, no, it's not. They're all libertarians on the inside. Uh, do, not, uh, do not trust your dad when he comes out of the woods in the middle of the night and says, son, I'm cold, let me in. Uh, especially when your dad is already sleeping on the couch and you can see it from your position, don't go into the woods kids, (gasps) Uh, don't go into the woods adults Uh, I guess it's just a blanket uh, advice, don't go into the woods Yeah, and how is stuff on your end?
0: Well, honestly, we don't really have woods in Australia like, as you might imagine, the traditional European style, I've never really been in one of those I've been in like jungles and the bush but no never never worried about the woods has the gretel meant nothing to me so yeah otherwise i've got covid
1: woot, woot. yeah i'm so glad that the uh, covid is over and we can all go back to normal especially when both of the podcasts hosts uh, have had uh, like covid within a month of each other in the opposite ends of the world, uh, yeah.
0: It takes a while for the mail to get there, so you know when you send it to me, it's going to take more than a week. Yeah,
1: yeah. Those five G networks aren't as fast as people make them out to be. COVID isn't going here, isn't getting here <laughs> here fast enough. But uh, now, by recording it to you, I can already see the uh, the uh, pandemic appearing in the sound waves in Audacity. I'm glad they added this feature. Mm. Uh, yeah so you're also be getting the uh, spicy flu uh dear listeners congratulations you're welcome yep yep
0: hopefully you too get COVID leave from your work <laughs> uh
1: i did take COVID leave from my work when i got it but then my brain melted down and uh so it wasn't exactly as pleasantly miniature filled as i hoped it would be
0: um
1: mm. uh, I hope you're dealing dealing with it well. Although we did have to postpone one of the playtests we had for Run for Me because, like you know, COVID was doing a number on your brain.
0: Oh yeah, I'm good. It's just like taking four hours to play games, with like, ah, oh, I'm way more tired than I thought I was going to be at the start of this. It's just like lack of um, yeah, it's just like I've lost that stamina I had. But we come back just like this tired and sick and doing things otherwise so brain's like hey I'm busy fighting off this infection fuck you, miniatures like no but it makes me happy
1: <laughs> oh shit uh, if miniatures make you happy then yeah uh, not having the energy from COVID might be might actually be bad but uh, if COVID is preventing you from playing 4 hour games of Warhammer 40k all for the better just as, as long as you survive <laughs> that as long as you survive at the end Uh Mm. Of course, none of us are playing 40k. Some of the blog followers might have noticed that I am playing Horus Heresy 2nd edition. Disgusting! Yes. How dare you! The whole point of this podcast
0: is you don't play 40k and you are to say like, well, actually, it's not really 40k. Yeah,
1: it's not really 40k, it's 30k. It's not actually 40k because it's kind of good. <laughs> mm. But uh, yeah, this podcast... Mm. Isn't about the war, spicy Warhammer takes. Well, it is about spicy Warhammer takes, but they should be put in context. And the context for today is Infamy Infamy. Uh, well, it's not exactly a new game, but it's a newish game from uh, industry legends Two Fat Lardies. And this time they're taking us to Rome, ancient Rome.
0: Wow, 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 wow. wow. Sound noises and.
1: Yeah. Stuff. And. Uh, that's about that, that's about that much of a premise. The main book covers uh, Roman forces from late Republic and uh, early Empire and also 60 base to 108. yeah, and
0: if that's relevant to you as a Roman noah.
1: yeah and uh, also it presents uh, the Gauls, the Britons and the Germanics as their enemies. Though the lists include some of the some so more stuff than than just that, for example, some of the late Republic lists can have uh, African allies for Romans, or some of the later Gallic lists might have German allies, or there might be. A, and, uh, and there's also the rebelling for the ratty list, which is like, you know, Germans that have learned a, f- a few bit of Roman of Roman tactics. So, yeah, there's uh, some variety in that.
0: Yeah, and um, I'm just going to jump on their forum really quick while you talk and see if there's any new army lists put out for the game. Because that was a big thing they were doing for, like, um, Chain of Command and stuff. They would be constantly updating, like, hey, here's a whole new, like, army or section or period to play in this game. And with the way the rules written, I'm sure it would be very easy to replicate that strategy across the infamy infamy.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, and while Casa is busy adding clicks to the sound waves, uh, uh, I can say that uh, he is also, he said that uh, the period doesn't interest him too much. Uh, I can't say I'm a big Roma boo either, but hey, if the rules are good, I'll, pl- I'll probably play any period. Uh, so and uh, the Lardis also included some amazing pictures of uh, Roman miniatures in the in mm. the book which is like god damn it like Romans are basically the I guess Nazis of the uh, <laughs> ancient period in that uh, there are huge uh, fa- fascist state but also that they that they get a lot of miniature attention so like you look at that and this is and this is like damn that is some eye candy i love it but uh,
0: yeah there are a lot of really pretty photos in the book um the art's are overall pretty solid yep
1: yep how how are them army lists coming up
0: uh i couldn't find any okay for now um yeah well, doesn't as much yet but who knows where it is it could be on a facebook group or discord or some other hidden or garden, which is trish, traditionally the best way to get your content out there as a content creator. And I really encourage it for all small developers to have your own private Discord that can't be found on Google.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's tremendous. Uh, it's best not to have your own dedicated website. And if you're putting oh. out updates, you really want to put them out in a Yahoo group or some other, like, you know, forum that exists. Telegrams are good, I'm hearing yeah, nowadays. Yeah. Telegram, oh, Signal. From, uh, yeah. IP have a teams chat dedicated to your group. IP over avian carrier, anything like that. That's Ooh. good. It's good. Putting every uh, putting everything in one place is like putting all eggs in one basket. You want to decentralize, you'd want to disperse. Uh, it's best Ooh. if you work in a cell like structure where half the medium doesn't know where the rest <laughs> of it is. Um, yeah. So, uh shifting ever so slowly towards the rules uh, it's, uh, I it's—I don't know if it's like too much to say that this is uh, chain of command, uh, but for Romans versus Gauls, it's—it's uh, well, it's not entirely that though. You see the DNA of that game in this game. Unfortunately, I have never played Sharp's Practice, and it has been some time since I've read the rules because I think they do card activations based on uh, leader level. and this game does that. So an infamy infamy, you have your uh, leaders and each leader is assigned the card, and they all go into a deck and you draw from the deck and you get to activate the leader, the card was drawn for, drawn for four so this solves initiative issues or who goes first uh, massively in every game and uh, the forces are usually small like four units by by default in a platoon <laughs> in a platoon yeah and uh, and so so there is really no mix up you also have signal cards that start in your hand but are as you use them, mixed up into the deck, and then played on the table, and they interact with the game differently. And sometimes they can be used to boost unit abilities or fire unit abilities, or used to activate cards once the turn activate unactivated units once the turn ends. So that's the signal cards are a whole thing down there.
0: Yeah, the signal cards signal cards are really neat. I like the way you start with them in your hand. So you get to decide when to play them, whether it's, like, using them for uh, ambushes. But once you've played them, they discard them, they go on the deck, and you don't get them back, basically, ever. Yeah. So when they're drawn from the deck, they stay on the board, and then you can play them from the board. And it's really neat. It's sort of... I don't know. I, I haven't seen that kind of thing before, which is to say it hasn't been done before. But I, I quite like it. to sort of represent that randomness in battle, because like, you use the cards to so have your Romans can, like, throw pilums or or javelins on the... Um, Barbarians can use them for ambushes. Romans but famously, Rome. I guess that's more of a barbarian thing.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: It's just yeah, and and then your opponent can be like, "Aha! I've got an infamy, infamy card. I'm scared to discard all of your cards." Ha ha! Like,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I definitely used one of the infamy cards to discard to discard Cassas on table. Signa cards, which was like five of them out of like six total. So there's a, there, there's a lot of interesting balance going in Signa card use, because like, hey, once they're out of your hand, you don't know once you, when you're getting those back. Uh, so if you keep them close to your heart and close to your hand, it's like, you know, it can go places. Another thing here is that much like in chain of command, turns don't end normally. Uh, the game is split into mm. these huge acts, which would be turns into other games, and regular turns don't really do much once they end. Uh, and the, the turn end when uh, a turn ends when once you draw the one neutral card in the activation deck, which is the Tempus Fugit card. You know, time time goes. After which you can only use Signa cards to do simple activations of units you didn't activate, so it means you can't really use boosted abilities or anything fancy. They can just move attack shoot. And the more Signa cards you have in the initiative deck, the bigger odds are that uh, your 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 game your act will end because uh I think I, I think the act ends, which uh does a lot of things once you draw a tempus fugit card before drawing in leader cards. Yes. So that's the uh, stuff for rallying, breaking, infamy cards. I think there's half a page of stuff that happens once an act ends. So
0: Or use um end of turn end of yeah. round stuff happens there, like removing a shock, removing this, that getting a new um skirmish card and stuff me if me card yeah. it's yeah, yeah it is kind of as big a deal as the old chain of command end of turns could be we're like oh wow I can start everything gets to like sort of pause for a moment
1: uh yeah it's I still remember one of my chain of inf- chain of command games where we played it basically entirely on uh, turn one maybe we didn't Read the rules right about how went turns, and but my friend couldn't bring his reinforcements onto the table because I had the preliminary barrage going, and it was messing in messing with his rolls, which was hilarious. And Fummy uh, cards are like your cheats, not cheats. Your, your special funky abilities which allow you to like shoot without expending ammo or use use that instead of a signa card or as a signa card or discard signa cards there are a few cards that also only matter in campaign so you just you check them out if you don't
0: yeah um they're neat it's sort of like um you are injecting some randomness randomness into the battle uh either with the spree rolls or like i said free amos for an attack
1: yeah uh they're
0: not super exciting but they're not going like, to change the way the game goes but they're always nice to have one in your hand and be like ah oh, yeah surprise
1: yeah uh, uh, another thing about signa cards if you draw four signa cards of anyone before and the uh, and uh, like four signa cards in a row of belonging to any person random stuff happens and it happens to the last unit that acted and those can be a bit annoying, I guess, depending on what uh, w- something good or something bad happens. But yeah, that 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 is also a thing that exists.
0: Which going to be fun because in our game, we had four signature cards coming out and neither of us were using the cards to do anything. we was sort of like, oh, I want my leader to go. Oh my guys about to go. It's going to be awesome. So four cards come out. It's like, all right, I think your last turn you moved a model. So we have to work out like who was the last unit to move. Yeah. And then they had the bonus effect of getting scared or something. I don't yeah,
1: yeah. They, I think they got some shock or something. Mm. Uh, now back to the nitty gritty of the fighty stabby bits. It's a D six game, like basically every lardy game, as far as I remember, and uh, everything is stable, <laughs> like 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 it always is. Uh, so. Uh, f- you basically roll a d6 either per per, uh, per either per miniature or per two miniatures, and then it tells you. And then you look at uh, the opponent's armor chart or, or or whatever to find out if you killed or shocked people. And th- th- those are a bit different between shooting and stabbing, but you know it's basically the same idea here and there again.
0: Yeah, you just throw, you pull the d6. Generally, you want fives and sixes. And then your opponent rolls their up in hit dice, depending on what their armor value is. Um, sixes are always good. Just roll as many sixes yeah. you can. If you're coming from forty k, that's what you want to do there. That's what you want to do yeah, here. Yeah, so, so those <laughs> are some keep at it. Those
1: are some transferable <laughs> skills. If you know how to roll sixes, do yeah. it.
0: Always be spiking dice. That's that's all there is to it.
1: Yeah. The, 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 those are the, those are the dice basics. Movement is uh, once again random. Uh, I mean, random uh, ra- random distances like two D six, two D six take lower, two D six plus four. If you are cavalry on good ground, uh, the game really gets funky with uh, with two things: uh, barbarians with regards to cavalry and chariots, because that's basically like mountain infantry and APCs. And there could be... Yeah, it's a BTRs. It's yeah, great. it can be like something like weird, weird infantry that rides together with cavalry and jumps down away from them. Uh, Romans, get real, Romans get real cool stuff for their formations, which is like, you know, oh, we're going in a march column, so we're going to march better. Oh, we're standing in a line, so... This allows us to fight better, or we can form a Testudo or an orb which impacts our movement negatively, but it allows us to fight better. Uh, and a lot of that is is activated by expanding either leader command initiatives, just like in any Lardy game, which is like basically action points, or signa cards, and uh, for barbarians you get stuff like increasing fervor, which uh, which uh, which usually which is used to either soak up shock or increase your attack abilities. Uh, in general, barbarians are cheaper, more plentiful, and harder to control. But if you can get their fervor going, you can like you know really go places.
0: Yeah, they've got um. They can also be in a like not a formation. They they call them mobs, I believe in this yeah. one. Or if they're all like lined up, touching another base. Um, lot of basic guys because they're all in movement trays i, I think gives the assumption but i'm not yeah i can't speak for any clarity about that yes yeah, so they're all in movement trays if the movement trays touching each other the barbarians can spend the command initiative or start in a mob and being in a mob means they all want to like be moving together they can support each other in combats like um romans like to do it's, just, it's good to be in a mob until you try to move them and then it's like oh, we're all way slower if we want to stay next to each other, but if we don't, if we just want to run forward, we're really good at that. Yeah. yeah. It does the exciting thing, I haven't seen before, of like, if you roll the dice, you've got to move as far as you can. You can't be like, oh, I only want to move like an inch because then I'm outside your charge range this turn. but you've got to move towards me. It's like, no, you're running forward. You'll You'll run as far as you can.
1: Yeah, actually, this game doesn't even have such a thing as like move to engage or anything. You roll, roll the bones and if you run into an enemy unit, you fight. And you fight two rounds of combat unless you break after the first one. And if you don't break after the second oh. one, you'll, you'll fight the next time the group is activated. So there's a bunch of neat things like that. Uh, stuff like uh, your ranged units running out of ammo so you can't just cheese uh, everything. But... You know, cheese is also prevented by having really restricted army building rules like in most Lardy games, which I uh, genuinely appreciate. Like one of the things that I think trips up 40k every day since like, I don't know, whichever edition is that there's barely any limits on how you can build an army. You can just spam good units ignoring the bad ones. And uh, no, not here. (laughs)
0: Yeah, there's almost not everybody. You can pick one of like four different lists, and then you get your um, classic ladi support roles. But as far as I'm aware, you can't be like, okay, I just want to have nothing but elite um, legionnaires, and we're just going to walk forward and burn the forest down and stab everyone we see. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing like.
1: Like, for example, if you... Which would be exciting, but... <laughs> uh, I mean, I like it. You don't have to think too much about uh, which army you want to build. Say you want later public yeah. Romans, you choose which list, list looks to, looks the most exciting to you. And then uh, if your opponent has picked a list that has more points than you, uh, hey, you might get uh, some support, which is either buying units by points or some something like, you know... Uh, if... It, a bunch of fashions. buy a wagon. Uh, you can buy an engineer wagon. If you're uh, if you're a German, you can buy a bunch of wailing women, which are described in like I guess in some state of undress or in, and distress, because like
0: Brits can buy walls and mo- mo- starks. That's the that's all. Yeah, uh,
1: we are certain that some of the uh, fortification and uh, engineering work uh, names are chosen deliberately because. Uh, the sense of humor exhibited by TfL is juvenile and puerile P- puerile, Puerile? I don't know. Like you're yeah. the English speaker, you tell me. Both a fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so like, you know. Uh dykes and stuff.
0: Oh dykes is like a word that Dutch use. That's not like Well, it has two meanings, but it's not a word that I'd be like if it's like, oh look look at the dyke over there. It's clearly a damn like sure, that's a weird way to say it, but whatever. Yeah. But if you're like, look at this slur, isn't this a great slur to use? And like, oh, come on, guys, you could do better than that. You also do better than that in their own book. It's so weird. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they use the Roman term for a bunch of uh, sticks in one place and the other word and somewhere else. And we're too cishet to say it. I'm sorry. This is a cishet podcast. And it's the F slur. Yeah. um,
0: And it is a slur. And yeah, it's like Kratis or that word, and it's used interchangeably because they're both used as buildings and obstacles or prepared defenses, sorry, and you use them to like go through marshes better. And I was, it just seems so out of place, just wildly out of place. It's
1: Kratis when it's for Romans, but when it's for barbarians is the F thing, and I think it's also because the barbarians get dykes, so you know, Fs and dykes, oh. Mm. I mean, the game itself mm. is called Infamy. Infamy because of, of what? Go on, Clio, which is I guess a comedy, you know? Carry on, Clio. Yeah. Uh,
0: but like the Karen film was super, super iffy. <laughs> yeah.
1: So like you know, it's like hey, it's oops. regular mm. lardy humor. Uh, though I oops, we forgot to tell a joke. Yeah. Uh, but. You know, uh, when looking at the, like say the army lists and stuff, and the way they're talking about it, they're talking about it, they say like, "I, I've, I, there's not much Rome aboo going in here." But by saying like, "Oh, Rome is just uh, giving the civilization to these people" or something like, there's not too much of, of that. Like, they say that the Gauls were considered uncivilized by Romans, but that they had a uh, like you know a robust and intricate uh, system of society and that the Romans, uh, it it would be fairer to say that the Romans didn't fear that they didn't fear them as like, you know, uncultured barbarians, but uh, as a rival power that could like, you know, crush them. Uh, The books are less lenient towards the Germanics, but yeah, there you go. Uh, so so from the regard, but yeah, <laughs> those aren't exactly the rules that we're talking about. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, it's a tangent. You've spent about a month without them. So be glad to have it. Be glad that Ooh. we're here. Um, yeah. What, what, what else about the rules? There's some minor fortification rules. The game isn't really meant for that, even though it's uh, not one-on-one representation. One of your miniatures isn't a single soldier. I don't remember how much it should be. And it gets weird when it comes to holding down doors and how many miniatures are needed to hold to breach a door and then you're like talking but one miniature isn't a single soldier, so how does that work? um yeah, uh, either way, don't worry too much get some uh, get some sexy romans, and get some sexy barbarians if you can find them in plastic, you probably can't and
0: oh no I'm. Um- there's definitely Plastic Barbarians. I got them for the Saga Forces from those guys that make everyone in plastic. Oh, what are they called?
1: Oh shit, we're really like kind of moving into our army building unexpectedly. But uh, one last thing I'll have to mention that is that the game has campaign rules in there and the campaign rules are fairly light, fairly small. It's ju- It's just moving up or down a track that marks how famous or infamous you are, and it ends either when one of the warlords dies or one of them gets entirely too famous. So, yeah, it's there, it's there. Uh,
0: if you've played the, um, and, you know, classic Lottie small campaigns, half-part campaigns?
1: Really I cool. think that was for Chain of Command, uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, but there. It's not as in-depth as that, but they are here. Um, your guy gets more famous, less famous. It's kind of neat. It's like, oh, that's cool. It's fun. Yeah, uh, I've never had any luck running campaign games for war games. So
1: and uh, mileage made yeah, and the, the format doesn't really allow us to try out campaign rules and, and stuff like this. Uh, what else did we miss? There was one thing we uh, never really used, which is rally points, which are also an interesting mechanic, which is like, for example, skirmishers mm. can rally behind normal troops because that's their job. They throw their rocks and sticks at uh, the enemy, and once they close in, they go. They scoot, run away, and regroup uh, behind your regular troops. Uh, so yeah,
0: yeah, I, f- I find the skirmish warrior distinction really interesting because your skirmishers can interpenetrate your units when they're running away or moving through, and no one really cares because it's what they do. But if you're like elite Britain warriors try to run backwards, it's gonna be a problem. Yeah,
1: yeah. Romans can it, Romans can p- play signa cards to like you know to to avoid interpenetration penalty which shows that Roman training is a lot better but also it's not free for them because like you know war is still a mess and Mm. so you can still have bad interpenetrations. Uh, So I'm going to say that as far as the rule goes uh, there's really a lot I like.
0: we didn't we didn't cover um, ambush
1: points. Ambush points. Oh yeah, th- 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 those are <laughs> the whole the whole point of this. Game well, I is wouldn't say it's points. the whole point, and we <laughs> didn't really get much use out of part. them. But if you want to ambush Romans, it's definitely entirely possible.
0: Yeah, uh, they're exciting. Um, you get to the, so they like the jump off points. We're going to skip coin chain of command things because it's the one lardy game I played a lot of, and it's one I really enjoy. Uh, so instead of a jump off point, you have a uh, an ambush point, which you can deploy. X inches from your deployment zone or per rules of the mission, uh, scenario, sorry, that you're playing. Um, Romans also get them. Romans can scout ambush points and barbarians can screen ambush points. So if you both have one cavalry, you sort of cancels it out. Uh, but if only Romans brought cavalry or only barbarians brought cavalry, it's bonuses, positives, negatives. Um, being in Roman territory makes them different from when they're in barbarian territory. Being in Roman territory, they seem uh, not less useful, but harder to use. Less prevalent, more maybe. yeah. In barbarian territory, you get like a bunch of them, and your guys can ambush out of them for signature cards and uh, attack straight away, and it's like really fun. And it just feels like, ha, I'm a, I am a genius. Sort of tough moments every time it happens and, you, and it works. And you're like, yes, this is this is what I expect my barbarians to be doing. And like a whole mob of like 20 dudes and the leader pops out of nowhere and it's like, oh, like that village over there is like oh my god <laughs> it's full of dudes with spears.
1: <laughs> Did no one look over there? Did no one think to check? Ah my less than stellar infantry is getting attacked in the flank. No.
0: Ah hubris. Once again why? Um, and yeah like it's easy to do and it's put them down. Uh, Romans can go and kick them over and it's just like no not for you but it's just something different rather than being like deploy along the board edge, and then walk forward. And even deploying along the board edge is different because different units have different values how much further forward they can be. Like if chariots are like...
1: 15 inches. it was 15 inches forward yeah. for a
0: chariot or um, cavalry, whereas walking on Legionnaires were like six or nine. Yeah. And that's already like a huge a huge difference.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, like, yeah, like Lardis uh, don't sleep. When it comes to deployment points and pregame stuff, scouting stuff like that. If you're in love with the recon phase and chain of command, you'll love this. Uh, these guys just keep putting out solid work like that all the time. Could be writing their l- rules clearer and uh, formatting their books better, and you know, but um, that's largely for Arguably you.
0: Arguably the best version of that, though. It's like, this is. This is what. Uh, Everything could be better, but this is the best they've done.
1: I just uh, wish somebody could, like, you know, rein them in, put them on a leash. Uh, because, uh, like, you know, it wouldn't impact their creativity and stuff. They probably would make games a bit harder for them to write because they'd have to, like, you know, put everything in it. Uh, I didn't even see the FAQ yet. I think you saw it.
0: Yeah, it's 10 pages already.
1: 10 pages already.
0: Uh, Which isn't, like, a negative thing. but like, there's a lot of um, education questions that are being asked about and like... I'd rather an FAQ that was longer than one that was shorter. So.
1: Uh, I'd also rather uh, a second edition rather than 28 pages of chain of command, but hey. Uh,
0: it's eight pages at the moment, so it's still not like tiny. But it's also stuff like um typo, this is typo, that's typo. And also lots of, qu- lots of answers were sort of like, well, how do you feel about the question? Like,
1: no. <laughs> I paid money to you so I wouldn't have to feel uh, I anyway about the question and stuff. I'm paying money to learn your, your feelings about the way Romans and barbarians fought.
0: Yeah, it's stuff like um, if I'm rolling, if I'm moving to typical terrain, I've got a, it's just a river, higher or lower dice, and I roll the same on two dice. What I do? Like, you remove one of the dice. Why are you asking this question? <laughs> Which one? It doesn't matter. Yeah. They're the same number.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the, the <laughs> that's an um, interesting question to ask. Uh, but what if it means that if there's no lower number, you don't remove it, and you suddenly move faster? Uh, in which case, don't play with that person.
0: And there's some good videos they've got out from like how to play. They're longish, but like it's a complex game, and they haven't they're taking their time explaining it. So
1: yeah.
0: So links in like the fact.
1: Yeah. Uh, in, in either case, we definitely think that this is a game worth playing, and and to touch upon briefly on the army building rules in a more formal manner. Uh, they're really not big. You have like uh, three or four example, three or four platoons per faction. I'm just going to call them platoons because I played chain of command. They're not obviously not that in like uh, <laughs> when you're talking about uh, uh, about Rome. But for example, like Rome, late Republic, you, you have... Caesar in and Gaul and Britain, Romans and the Median allies, and Romans and Iberian allies. Those are your three choices of, say, armies. All of them have different point values at the end. For So Caesar in Gaul and Britain is like a centurion, two groups of eight legionaries, an optio, two groups of eight legionary recruits, a supranumerum leader, which is a whole thing. With one group of eight, of six tribal singers, and a Gallic leader with one group of six allied Gallic, Gallic infantry, and that's like 110 points. For and uh, in comparison, uh, Romans and Numidian allies have uh, more groups of legionnaires, but the rest is like, uh, but the rest is some Numidian cavalry and Numidian skirmishes and that that group is only, that army is only worth like 95 points. Uh, so yeah that's your basic army building. Then as Casa mentioned, you get support option lists. So like it, like, you know, in chain of command, which means like getting exploratores, which uh, allows uh, Romans to scout terrain features for free, basically musicians, mule, tra- mule trains. And uh, then you go into something that's quite a bit different from how you do it in chain of command, which is like your lists of units, some of which don't appear even in the... uh, that don't appear in the platoon selections. For example, for uh, late Republican Romans, if they have the points after like, you know, you choose yours and and the enemy chooses his army and then you roll to find out how much support you get. If you have like 23 points left over, you can get Avocati, which are veteran legionnaires, which are in every way better than your regular Roman legionnaires. And unlike chain of command this game has uh, unit stat lines because in chain of command everyone's a human army with a gun and basically they're I don't know uh, they're it only matters if they're green or veteran and that's usually per army meanwhile here you can have like unit types like elite warriors or warriors you get you get armors you get weapons and the characteristics like what drill they know or <laughs> what drill they don't know so yeah, if you have the points you can add skirmishers and uh, avocati and stuff. You you can't you can't build an army just of avocati elite infantry, but you can add them to your force. Uh so I think that's interesting, that's fun, and that's good.
0: Yeah, that's um neat as a comparison point, like a uh, hundred and five points of Britons that I was playing was status three warlord, status two leader, two groups of ten naval warriors, two groups of ten warriors. Triple Levy, Trooper Cavalry. No, I wasn't playing the one. But yeah, it's like, and then one group of um slingers and most of them have separate Numerum leaders who are just guys in the unit and they come out with a super Numerum card. And that's, you know, they're mostly fine. They can't do drills or like maneuvers, not oh, maneuvers, sorry, um, anything really special so they never be able to further themselves. They have no command ranks, pips. Yeah. But that's fine because it means they can come off on a card and do things off the card and that's like, it can be huge rather than having to play Signum signal cards on them
1: yeah yeah so yeah army building easy fun you don't have to think too much you just go on victrix or something and you buy stuff you need which is which again is a very nice segue on the move into excuses to buy miniatures and there's like you know plenty like i mentioned in the, in like you know looking over at the late Republic army list, you have the excuses to get not only regular legionnaires, which every Roman player will want, you also get like all sorts of tribal allies. Tribal slingers could probably be anything, like if if it's the Caesar in Gaul or Britain list, you can choose whatever slingers you find for like Gauls or the British. If it's Romans and Numidian allies, though I don't know who they'd be fighting against, considering the enemies we have here. You could probably play Roman civil war against other Romans. You get Numidian skirmishers and Numidian cavalry, Iberian Iberian uh, units.
0: Oh, they have bears, that's really weird, but okay, <laughs> sure, I'll allow it.
1: Iberians, the apple sort of beer. <laughs> so, yeah, go off, king, go wild. Uh, I think March to Hell miniatures also did uh, their 3D printed campaign for Romans quite recently. Yeah. So if you have those, print those. Uh, you can play it in like 28 millimeters. You can play it in 15 millimeters. You can play it at any scale that your heart desires. Like I said, the rule books have some filthy nice plastic Romans. Oh my God, they look so good. Uh, and you're like, damn, I wish I was playing some of this, some of that. So, you know,
0: do they credit the um
1: miniature manufacturers
0: for those models? Yeah.
1: I don't know, I don't Oh yeah, they're
0: saying there are either there are either Victrix models painted by Jimmy Gibson or Wargames Foundry by John Savage. Okay, yeah. That's that's good. I like when they do that. There you have it. Look at this amazing model, you'll never see it
1: again. Ha I think Wargames Foundry is still alive, right? They're the ones making all all sorts of uh, Eastern European medieval stuff for in plastic, right?
0: Uh yeah. From, I remember them from their Great Coats guys
1: and their, like, cool mechs. Wait, the... the... No, that's Wargames
0: Atlantic. Sorry.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah they, the website is still up and there is painted miniatures on there. So.
1: Yeah, Wargame Foundry, I Love think, is uh, alive. I think I might be mixing up with those guys who had space Nazis and some of the better 15mm and 28mm Soviets, which probably were also yeah, named Wargame something. The Oh no! Actually, I had an entire—I had entirely different ideas for both of the studios. For the love of God, if you're making your new studio for producing miniatures, please, please don't use Wargame in the title. It's very confusing for us. I think I had Fireforge in mind for the ones who make uh, plastic medieval Eastern Europeans. So yeah, um, if
0: Fireforge do make um, really nice Rome. Uh and medieval um, stuff. That's for sure. See,
1: see, see what I mean? Uh, it's a huge mess. Please, no more war game or forging your titles. Thank you. Uh, could, you or oh, anvil. I'm sick of anvils. <laughs> anvils, yeah. Like just look, just find something that fits your period that nobody has used before. Maybe maybe it will be easier to remember for us. Uh, yeah, but go ahead, buy. You don't you don't really need that many miniatures either and historicals are already cheap as shit but like if you need like 24 uh, three groups of legionnaires is like 24 miniatures so you can spend some time on those romans you don't need to build entire large armies that stretch from one end of six feet table to another you'll be painting a variety of units because you you're not all you're not just spamming a single unit all the time
0: it's also interesting because most of the units come in blocks of dudes and it only matters if they're above or below half strength uh, so if you've got six it's, it's a sort of DD thing of like well i've got one hit point doesn't matter what you do to me well
1: it's interesting because it's not always like that because shock is uh shock is counted by yeah. miniature and also uh ranged fire is counted by two miniature, every two miniatures or something and it's like uh, okay but melee is either you're above fifty percent or below fifty percent strength, so that's that's interesting. Maybe they'll be moving away from individual miniature countings in future games once they figure out a pleasing way to do it. But like in either, in either case, uh, you're not you're not going to be painting that many miniatures, and you're not going to be having that many leaders on the field either. So you can spend a lot more time painting those leaders up. And since it's not one on one representation, you might even do small dioramas to like you know like it's not only just centurion it's also two of his buddies or something. Magnetize them if you want to play the campaign and and do retinues because the leaders can gain retinues and for all factions uh yeah, uh, go wild, go nuts, go off.
0: Yeah, the game mentions fifty or sixty dudes for your core force, and that's yeah. a pretty reasonable amount of guys to go
1: for. If, yeah, if you get too many dudes in a single box, because again, historicals almost they're cheap, especially if you're not buying from like you know, Battlefront. <laughs> well, Battlefront doesn't do medieval, so anyways uh yeah they're cheap uh split the box with your friend maybe he'll also build a roman force and maybe he will also build a barbarian force as a roman you'll still need some barbarian miniatures for all the uh, allies that the romans had uh so yeah that's just like
0: yeah and like as as called out by ladies in the books themselves warlord games for all of your um ancients is perfect like I bought the Brits box to play Saga and it was 40 dudes and it was like a dollar a model when I got it or less. Yeah. For like 80 really nice um, plastic guys it went together great because it's plastic.
1: So yeah, uh, excuses to buy um, miniatures. Buy them. Buy yourself a bunch of yeah. uh, nice looking Romans. Buy yourself uh, some of some nice.
0: Warlord Games is tremendous value. Um, for the higher end of town, there's V&V miniatures for their incredible resin stuff. I've long lost it after their uh, the Carthagians yeah because who doesn't want to run Carthagians at some point and while I know this game is set from 60 BC to 180 as a non-expert it looks like it would be versatile enough that you could expand that a bit further to like um, fall of Rome um, sacking of Rome post-Empire type stuff as well and uh, barbarian and barbarian stuff would also probably be pretty fun, in a pretty like casual kind of way.
1: Yeah, yeah. Do whatever, play the game. I, and I, I don't know if the expa- if infamy has expansions yet, but uh, they probably would, would and will, because uh, you know that's the that's just what lardies do. Moving on to the uh, compliment sandwich, uh, I'll start. I like the game mechanically, it feels good. I mean, it's a very generic thing to say, but it has a lot of stuff going. Uh, the Romans and the barbarians are really quite different uh, in how they play and how they're represented mechanically. None of them are really like, you know, shafted or put in a position where they're just like, uh, those. these guys are rabble, they're garbage, they shouldn't even try to fight. No, this isn't like force on force. <laughs> it's like you know the barbarians can the barbarians can fight they just fight in a very different manner. Uh, so yeah, I, I I like how this game treats its factions mechanically.
0: Yeah, it's it feels good, and everyone everyone plays differently enough without having to be like a whole list of special rules about why. I'm just gonna say that I really like the initiative system. Um, the card draw is easy, and it's. There's nothing you can do about it. You completely in the, the deck. Except sometimes when you've got like Sigma cards or IFP cards that let like, you do different things. But for the most part, you don't have an option in how it activates and you sort of like at that at that random sort of beck and call, like, well, you know, I guess my boss has gotta go. Shit
1: <laughs> If I had to complain about something, I'll probably complain about the book layout, which is done in that naturalistic This is how you'd approach the rules if you were like, starting the game right now, because, like, Mm. it's, uh, you start with...
0: He's had to play for the first time, because you'll always be playing for the first time. even
1: for the first time, it's just like, hey, these are activation rules, these are, uh, this is how you set up for scenario, these are the the scenarios. Uh, uh, And now the scouting phase, and now the activation phase, and now we tell you how melee works, or how that works, and I'm like, come on, Mac, maybe tell us that stuff beforehand. I don't know if that helps people navigate the book or something by f- thinking like oh so this is a thing that happens before the thing so it should be placed before that in the book but no this is especially poignant point whatever when it comes to roman formations roman drill and barbarian orders which are placed way in the front that you can entirely forget about them existing especially about the barbarian orders they
0: yeah, the drill manual being before how you move your dudes is an interesting choice. It makes me think of those old, like, RPG books you'd get where it teaches, like, here's how to build a character. Let's just walk through making one before I tell you how the game is played or what the rules are or what your choices actually mean. It's like, okay, that's how drills work. Anyway, moving on. How do I move someone?
1: Yeah, yeah. So there, there should, be, there could be some better formatting here.
0: And it's doubly interesting because all of the, in the traditional lighty way, like all the paragraph headers have like reference points, like 6.1.2 or 12.1.4. So you're like, oh, I'm looking at page X, page X, you know, reference Y. So you both can sort of jump to that really easy, but it doesn't help. So like you have these really great reference points, but you can't be like, oh, all the, well, I can look at the index next says like all close combat is from 6.1, to 6.5. It's like, okay, cool. That's not much to go through for the book. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Instead, it's like, no, combat's kind of everywhere. Here's my index of every time the word close combat turns <laughs> yeah. up. Is this helpful? Mm-hmm. Go to one of the ladies' um, conventions and have them teach you the game themselves. That's the traditional experience, right? Everyone can get to Nottingham and play the game. Yeah, yeah. Maybe the card. Mm.
1: There, uh, There's no such thing as a <laughs> play, play going around and geographical uh, geographical distances are a liberal lie, so...
0: My negative would be uh, that the F-word slow, just popping up like oh that's weird just like took me right out of it. like that doesn't seem like doesn't seem appropriate either historically or culturally um you can tell me to you know lighten up it's just a joke but like it's not funny like yeah it wasn't funny when i was 12 calling people that word in like primary high school like it's not funny now doing the mildest of research into it as well it doesn't seem to have like historical context at that point more of a medieval term but I'm not an expert in Rome, and I'm not going to say with any authority either way. But it's like, it's dumb and shitty, and they should like pick it a
1: it. Yeah, just because something is a joke doesn't mean that it's a good joke or a funny joke. Uh, Lord knows, I know about those. I make uh, so many jokes that half of them don't land or something. It's quality, of, uh, it's quality yeah. of quantity approach with this boy.
0: And I would I would contrast it with the um the the D word to sort of not upset anyone who doesn't like hearing it. As that's been more of, like, a reclaimed term. Like, there's local community station, radio stations that have that as, like, them on mics as sort of the current joke. And, like, it feels much less loaded because that community has been, like, all right, it's our word now, and you can't use it for, like, this context. So it's like, oh, okay, sure. Um, and also... It's like the word queer. Like, sort of, well, there's been a lot of work done, and it's a word that we use for that sort of thing, and it's... Not as loaded, but this one still feels pretty loaded.
1: Well, it's and uh, th- th- there's a difference because, like, you know, uh, I, 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 I think I've, i I think I can see the word like being used for ditches or uh depressions in the gr- purposeful depressions in the ground, uh, uh, as just like that because I f- think I've encountered it like that before, but. Uh, but when you come you see them together you st- and when you see them used, a different word for a bundle of sticks it's like hmm it gets interesting for another thing that I like about the game is whichever way you spell the D word with a Y or with an I it's <laughs> like you know it's close enough we all know yeah
0: that's why I was thinking of dams and stuff from them the Dutch sort of point of view like this different one that are
1: yeah, just do better. Just do
0: throw slows in your game. Like, come on.
1: Yeah, come on. yeah. Uh, I mean, it's. Little... Anyways, uh, I, do, I, I don't know how much sis uh, Hetley I can say about this. Uh, another thing that.
0: I hey, mean, it's on us to make our uh, competitors do better. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it stops. It stops with us. Yeah. That's the. That's the fortified niche promise. Yes,
1: yeah. The buck stops here. On the landmine. Uh, mm. Another another. Uh, What's the other thing I like about the game? Gosh, I really shot myself in the foot with my first compliment, which says, yeah, I like everything about the game. It's good. Yeah, <laughs> I like the other half of it. It's true, But it's like... I, though I haven't really used it that much. I think rallying rally points is a good mechanic and stuff because a lot of games just go like, eh, morale, who gives a shit? Like, all of your good dudes will fight until all of them are just run off the board and Lardis keep keep insisting on having both force morale and individual unit morale and thinking about such things as like leadership and like rallying your forces and I love that morale actually determines a lot on the battlefield and even more so back in the days when you just couldn't bloop a guy from three countries away and say like whoop not my issue anymore. Uh, so yeah, I really like that command, chain of command, uh, friction, all of that good stuff is here, and mm. like you know, uh, I love it, and you should love it too.
0: Yeah, um, I'm talking about, I like the uh, force morale rules as well as it makes kind of everything in the game matter. Like if you can push a unit back with um, range fire, that could affect their morale. If you can walk up and just delete a unit of cavalry with the attached leader, that can be a huge penalty to morale. And most things will keep going until the morale hits zero or is low enough to sort of, um, hit like an objective, uh, sorry, a scenario to find value. And that's, I don't know, it's really neat. It's something that like, I wish other games would sort of consider as well. Like I don't need to have in-depth morale rules to sort of be like, oh, the unit's broken now, it's gone forever. Cause that's kind of a bad feeling. Um, but also like in Baron's War, it felt very, it felt like that was missing. Like every unit in Baron's War felt important but it didn't feel important to the overall blob unless, like, it was the head guy in charge. Whereas in this one, if all of your skirmishes get wiped out, the legionnaires are still going to be like, "Oh, that seems a bit." Are we sure about this boss? We <laughs> should. Uh... Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, when when a unit that gets gets wiped out uh, impacts what the other units feel in the game, that's uh, when I start thinking that it's a good game and stuff like. It's uh, stuff like for example battle group has you draw those morale tokens because you never know how people will react to what happened or if they even saw that happen. It's the same with Lardis where you roll a dice to see how much of a hit and a force morale you take and there's like their chart is uh, the the chart for like force morale effects is I mean force morale loss rolls is big but they always make it look uh, nice because I've, att- I've attempted to do so- something similar and it looks like shit. Uh, so I guess uh, kudos to the guy who actually does the visuals on the, you know, the visual formatting on the rule books and stuff.
0: And it's also, it seems like their Force Morales is mostly like, are you elite? Are you a warrior? Are you a skirmisher? Rallying points leaders of different levels? it's sort of like it's at a glance it's easy like you don't care if skirmishers get pushed back because it's kind of their job but if your elite warriors get pushed back oh
1: yeah yeah i I think i haven't thought about it before but yeah like skirmishers are uh, exist there to not fight in line and like to run uh, run off if the if anything happens but if your battle line legionnaires are getting pushed around uh stuff isn't going in your favor
0: if if your warlord cops it that's going to affect the entire army you know yeah, like a noticeable way. Yeah. Like it's at least a minus two to your starting of ten or nine. I think it's between nine and twelve, depending on the faction and the list. But yeah, like it's simple. It's, it's um, I thought it was sort of going to go something else, but like looking at that, it's something I really like. I like to see it. I would like to see it as a consideration in more games mm. that claim to care about morale. Yes,
1: this exists, this also this is also an issue for uh, like video games and stuff where plenty of like the yeah. Rivet County games are just like morale, force morale, nah that doesn't, it doesn't exist uh, I'll just grind them down to dust and this is mostly my mm. like, you know, complain about the positively ancient game Steel Panthers uh, main battle tank because like for uh, force morale yeah. doesn't exist in that one, everyone's just but I saw 20, uh, 20 squads like like remnants of 20 squads uh, go past me they're all like broken up and stuff like you, you know what I think about them good those guys sucked I you know what? I, can, yeah, do I can do it those
0: guys are all jerks and losers now with as tough as I am watch this I have an
1: RPG I'll take care of those three Abram tanks <laughs> no problem no problem
0: how tough can they really yeah, be yeah
1: so yeah force morale put the put it in your game
0: just straight copy the cross, you cross know? yeah
1: if it would work. Did you, uh, was force morale your second part of the compliment sandwich? So second compliment in the yeah. sandwich? Pretty sure it was. Yeah, okay. Uh, who am I to argue on? I- you
0: can scroll Scroll back if you want. I don't remember <laughs> shit. I don't remember who I am at the moment.
1: Well, I'm just a talking head <laughs> in a video. I don't know if I exist outside it. Mm. Uh, and problem solved. Oh, yeah. So, uh, would be play and collect uh, Infamy Infamy. Start with you.
0: Yes. I, th- I have a mate that plays Romans in Elder Games, so it would be an easy one to be like. What scale do you play at? I'll just run off some I'll just go buy some Warlord games, bundle of plastic <laughs> just three colour it up and just, let's go, man. Um, I don't know. I'm like I said before, I'm not married to the period. It's important and it's interesting. I'm not gonna say if you like it you're you're an idiot. It's just more like, yeah, it's it's cool and there's some cool stories, but also like guys with spears stabbing each other. What if they were laser spears and laser shields? That'd be cool. <laughs> um. uh but yeah, like I play it for sure. Someone's like, "Hey, let's play!" I'm like, yes, let's
1: play it. Yeah, uh, uh, I have certain brainworms about miniatures and collecting them, and I'm like, uh, as Twitter, as Twitter can see, I'm going through my pile of Mark Six Marines. So, like, you know, collecting is a bit of a harder issue. But uh, you know, spherical cow, if a spherical cow rolled up to me and said, "Like, you want to collect and play infamy?" Infamy, I'd say I'd do it. And if I, if my friend had like two historical armies and said, "Hey, like you know, I'll give you an army. Let's go play infamy infamy," and I also know the rules well, I'd be like, "Yes, let's do that. Let's <laughs> let's even run a campaign. I'll maybe come up with a, with names for my leaders that aren't terrible puns that I myself don't really understand or like." At the end, which happens with me naming. But that'd leaders. be
0: the spirit of it, there. But if like, if you're gonna do like any. Blood and penis jokes. This game would be the game. Oh yeah,
1: them. this is all. This is the game. F- this is the game for all of your biggest dickasses and stuff. Because you are encouraged to name your uh, leveled leaders and the example names in the games are like the goal leader Streptococcus and stuff. So mm. if you really like low hanging fruits, like so low hanging they're actually potatoes, this is the game for you. And this is the game for uh, me and Casa apparently, because it apparently. is good.
0: It's a good game. Yep. Surprisingly, from the Lardies. I mean, that's such a ter- such a terrible track record. In the
1: yeah, yeah. I knew they could do it. I had, they had it in the... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, if there's one studio that never pushes the envelope and never tries anything new mm. and doesn't bring anything new to the table, it's the Lardies I'm all right. <laughs> Those guys, what will they try? Anything new? No, seriously, Lardy Games are famously good, and a lot of people play them for good reason. Yeah, yeah, they're like the inverse of uh, like uh, Battlefront, where whose games are all bad and people play them for no apparent reason. Uh, Come at me, bro. Uh, Yeah, so. That has been us covering uh, Infamy, Infamy, the Roman period rule set from Two Fat Lardies. It's uh, good to be back. It's good to be making episode 20. I hope Casa uh, survives to make episode 21. But nothing else. No, no, no
0: further. Just oh, that's come it. on.
1: <laughs> I've paid our editor <laughs> like for two episodes in advance, so we have to do that.
0: <laughs> that sounds like a dent problem to me. With. Yeah,
1: yeah. Two more episodes. That's the promise. That's, the, That's the promise. I mean, the summertime is, I guess, a difficult period for most people to get around to doing and making stuff. And then there's also plague. Yeah, maybe next time we'll consider like a pre planned hiatus for the summer or something. We haven't done this since and we have a month of summer left, of course. Climate change being a thing. Maybe I'll have a very summery September month and maybe we'll have a very warm. Uh, October from all the...
0: Australia will be on fire again. I can guarantee
1: you Australia will be on fire. Several parts of Europe are on fire. Even the Terraf Island. Uh, You know, like maybe Lithuania will also be on fire. It's usually people setting fire to like, you know, clear grass fields and stuff. But maybe this time the country will... The the land will do it itself because like, you know, climate change. Uh, Yeah, so we'll see how it goes. And hopefully... Fingers crossed. We'll uh, you'll hear about you'll hear from us in two weeks when we will be reviewing. Yeah. I don't know what game yet.
0: See you all next time. Stay well and dry and cool or warm, depending on your current climate.
1: Yeah, not everyone's burning down, and some of you might be freezing. Uh, so yeah, uh, stay safe, stay cool, and keep playing good games.
0: Bye. Bye.